0: 439719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time.
1: Hey, welcome to Educate for Life Radio and Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. If you are concerned about your children having a strong faith, please visit my website, educateforlife.org. I've got all kinds of classes on there that are meant to build your children up in the faith help them to be able to answer the questions that are coming their way as they move on in life out of high school and so forth. I just recently uh, got a text from a student that just started his first year at college. Uh, Jackson is his name and he uh, was texting me, Mr. Conover, I wanna write a paper on why uh, I know God exists. And uh, so he he used my website for all this uh, information. He put together a paper there that he's presenting to his professor. He's uh, at a school in Arizona. And uh, so if that's the kind of stuff that you are, interested in for your children to help build them up in their faith in God, please check it out, educateforlife.org. Today we titled the show uh, after a book, and I'll tell you who the book's by in just a minute here, but uh, the title of the book is Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage, and I thought, wow, that is uh, quite a title. It is not intuitive to fight your way to a better marriage, but uh, it's very provocative, and and, um, our guest today is going to explain the title, but let me tell you a little bit about him. He serves as the vice president of marriage at Focus on the Family. He develops and oversees initiatives that prepare individuals for marriage. They strengthen and nurture nurture existing marriages and help couples in marital crisis. Uh, Prior to joining Focus, he worked for the Center for Relationships Enrichment at John Brown University and served as president of the National Institute of Marriage. He's the author of 12 books, including Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage and the book I already uh, gave you fight your way to a better marriage. Uh, his name is Dr. Greg Smalley. Greg, thanks for being on the program today.
2: Hey, thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. It's a real privilege to have you here. And uh, you you are in the business of helping people better their marriages. And um, you're actually going to be out here in San Diego uh, in about a week. Uh, you're going to be actually encouraging people in their marriages and relationships, right?
2: We are. I can't wait. That's one of the things that my wife and I love to do, we've been married 27 years and have four kids, and we just, we love, we counsel couples, we love to speak and write, and so we can't wait to be out there and just to encourage couples on how to have a better marriage.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a blast. I'm actually going to be there myself, so I'm looking forward to that. My wife and I will be there. And if you're interested in um, listening to Greg and Aaron Smalley, uh, you can visit Shadow Mountain Community Church on September 20th. There's going to be awesome worship there by Michael Sanchez of The Voice. You're gonna have a Christian comedian, uh, Dennis Gaxiola, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, also uh, Margie Hill with Southern California Seminary is gonna be speaking also. You can register register at kprz.com, kpraise.com if you wanna check that out. It's gonna be a lot of fun, a really good time. And we're gonna get a little preview of that today here with uh, Greg. And uh, Greg, I wanted to first start off by just addressing the title of this book. Uh, how did you come up with Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage?
2: Well, in it, it only took my wife and I maybe three days to get into a huge argument as we started <laughs> our marriage off. Yeah. We actually were, we were uh, laying in bed one night, and she, just, she said, Hey, how, how am I doing as a wife? And so my response was fine. <laughs> That's a
3: loaded question right yeah. there.
2: Right. But I thought fine was, you know, I thought that was a good response. Yeah. Well, she didn't like that. She's a nurse. And so she said, Well, think of it this way. Zero to ten, ten being the best job. Zero being the worst, how would you rate
1: me? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Boy, that's like <laughs> hey, let's bring
3: it, right? <laughs>
2: exactly. So I thought I came up with a really good answer and so I, I said, Honey, I'm I'm happy to tell you that you are a nine point three Oh which in goodness. my mind was such a good thing because I grew up, I as a C student. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I never brought a 93% a, an A home ever. So to rate her that. But what I didn't understand is that my wife had graduated as a 4.3. That was her GPA, 4.3 GPA oh, in high school. And so, yeah, we get into this big, huge fight. And I, I think the argument ended when she goes, Oh yeah, I may be a nine point three, but at least I'm not a five like you <laughs> oh, are. <man. laughs> wow. As a C student, I've thought, eh, that's about right. So <laughs> I can, I can handle that. And and sadly, Kevin, Aaron, and I um, over the next several years, we we just really poorly handled conflict, hmm. and to the point that that I, I honestly thought we were one more argument away from her leaving. And, and it, was, it was by the grace of God, we, we, we were introduced to a mentor couple, we got counseling, we really started to then learn, how do we manage our differences and, and work through conflict in a way that, that actually brings us closer together? And, and so that's become a real passion of ours, because we know other couples struggle with working through conflict, and, and, and we believe that your marriage needs conflict. Yeah, and it's it's through conflict. It's when we face these differences, when we when we we tackle our issues. That's when we learn things. That's when we grow. That's that's when I learn new things about me, about my wife, about maybe something that's not working in our marriage. So there 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 are good things that we can learn if we learn to do this right. So that was really the the story behind the book. Because we were like, well, we. We conflict almost ruined us, so let's yeah. figure this out and then help other couples learn to do this well.
1: That's fantastic because, you know, um, it's one thing to hear something from somebody who, you know, maybe you look at them and you go, wow, oh, you guys have the perfect marriage, but here you are. Right. You're coming from the background of, no, we've been through this, and uh, we know we can understand. We're we're empathetic with where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, that in, in my own marriage, I think uh, I, I could say the same thing in, in the sense that uh, when my wife and I got together, There was a lot of things we didn't understand about each other. We didn't understand the way the one person thought. There were different expectations. And it, like you said, created a lot of conflict. And uh, that conflict didn't seem like a good thing. So what do you say to the person? Because you said, you you just made the statement that conflict is necessary. It's healthy. Um, What do you say to the person who's avoiding conflict and is like, whoa, you know what? Uh, Every time we get in a disagreement, it, it blows up. Uh, so our, our strategy is to avoid that conflict. Uh, it, does that work or, or is that, uh, something that you're saying, Hey, this is a red flag here. Don't do that.
2: Oh, it's a huge red flag. It, it doesn't work because we bury every emotion alive. So when we fail to deal with our issues, when we bury stuff, when we sweep issues under the rug man, all that stuff is still alive, it's festering, it will come out and And sadly, over time, what happens when we don't face our issues and we don't learn how to work through conflict, we, we often then start to deal with our issues as individuals. We stop dealing with them as, as a couple, we deal with them as individuals, and that really begins to create a divide in our relationship, and over time, that divide turns very, very lonely. And when loneliness sets into a marriage that that is such a a big red flag in in versus and I say i mean when I say you need conflict, you need healthy conflict, mm-hmm. healthy conflict is a good thing. combat is a bad thing and in Aaron and I used to, early in our marriage, we'd do the combat stuff we would you know I would be withdrawing, she might be escalating and 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 yelling i mean what we just we just did it in a way that would never bring us together versus and you know, we still have conflict, which is good in and, and there are times that we poorly handle that but but now i can tell you we, we know what to do eventually to get back on track and and i can tell you that i am a huge conflict avoider you know i i hate rocking the boat you know i hate when we're not in harmony but i've learned that 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 true courage is is facing those differences you know peace is not the absence of of conflict, peace is when we we actually deal with our issues in in, in a productive, healthy way.
1: Mm, that generates a peace that's authentic, not something right. that you're just faking. And you've got to because I was thinking about what you're saying. Um, if you if you disconnect, you begin to pretend you're somebody that you're not, and pretty right. soon your your spouse doesn't even know who you are anymore because you're not showing them who you actually are.
2: Very much so, in and that doesn't feel safe to either person when we don't face our differences and we stuff that stuff and sweep it under the rug, that, that just doesn't feel safe. And when people don't feel safe in their marriage, their hearts will close. And over time, a, a closed heart can harden. And that's why Jesus, uh, literally the only time he ever talked about marriage, he said, well, Moses permitted you to divorce because of the hardness of your heart.
3: Mm. And, and that's
2: the danger, is if we, if we don't deal with our differences and allow all that stuff to fester and the resentment to build, it just, it it takes a toll on our heart and it hardens.
3: Absolutely, yeah.
2: And that's 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 another big, big red flag.
1: Mm. So, uh, you know, if you're listening, I'm talking to Dr. Greg Smalley. He's written 12 books on relationships and marriage and his wife and him. This is what they do for a career. If you want to join us on September 20th, he's going to be speaking. His wife's going to be speaking out at uh, Shadow Mountain Community Church. And there's going to be all kinds of uh, uh, worship out there with Michael Sanchez of The Voice. If you if you ever watch The Voice, he is a uh, contestant on there, made it to the final rounds there, and I think he should have won. But uh, there's also going to be a comedian and uh, inspiration by Margie Hill with Southern California Seminary. It's going to be a great night. We're talking about marriage, and marriage is such a gigantic issue because um, Greg, what you're talking about when you say you say uh, you know, your, hardness, your heart gets hard and all. And this isn't just between that couple, this has an impact on the relationships that are uh, next to them, their, their children, uh, their relatives, everybody. And then ultimately, it has a huge impact on culture. We're gonna continue to talk to Dr. Smalley. Um, we're gonna be talking about the biggest challenges facing couples today, and we're gonna also talk about tips on how to build a great marriage. So this is a great opportunity to connect with him. Uh, if you wanna call in, you have a question, and uh, you, feel free to do that. Give us a call. The number is up on our social media. We're all over Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else. So uh, feel free to call in if you have a question. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right
0: back. Save money by taking good care of your car. Call Conover Tires Wheels in Service in Oceanside. Locally owned and operated since 1991 with all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers at ConoverTires.com. Dan and his team are proud to support Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. They even sell affordable, reliable used cars and enclosed trailers. Conover Tires, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard, 760-439-1631 educate for life helps you build your life on the rock lg equipment helps builders build on good soil luke gibson's team at lg equipment is your local source for grading demolition hauling and more learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com get your questions answered call lg equipment at 619-988-0924 learn more at lgequipment.com 619-988-0924
1: educate for life Uh, we're on the second segment here and we are airing all over social media we're on YouTube we're on Facebook we're on Periscope trying to get the word out there we're trying to get God's perspective on relationships Uh, and specifically today what we're talking about is marriage you know my students um, every year when I go through the uh, they go through the apologetics class we always do a unit on relationships both avoiding a broken heart and dating as well as hey am I preparing myself for my future spouse And some students will ask me, Mr. Conover, what does this have to do with apologetics? But the reality is, is that the Bible, if it's a book about anything, it's a book about relationships, right? It's a book about a relationship with God. It's a book about our relationships with our neighbor. And um, there's a ton of talk about marriage. Dr. Smalley is with us today, Dr. Greg Smalley. He's the author of 12 books. If you want to learn more about him, you can go to focusonthefamily.com. And uh, his wife also uh, works with him in marriage too, and they talk all over the place. So, um, Greg, when we uh, left off, we were talking about this, and I wanted to ask you, you, you were talking about healthy conflict in marriage um, from your book, Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage. Um, how does learning how to fight in marriage, how does that impact uh, your kids? I mean, is there a, uh, how does that affect the relationship with the children and their, their growth, their upbringing? Well, it's, they, they have
2: to see this model working through our problems. Because, I mean, I talk to countless people who will say, well, I never saw my parents fight. I'm sure they did, but it wasn't in front of us. And, and I'm not advocating that, hey, to talk about anything in front of your kids. But but the fact is that, that my children, I have four kids. They, they need to see mm. that mom and dad can disagree, can do that in, in a healthy way, and then can bring this discussion to a resolution in a way that feels good to both of them. And so, because other, I mean, we all know, like when, when, when Aaron and I are in a disagreement, especially when our kids were young, man, they, they go out of their way to try to referee to, yeah, I'd have, they'd be drawing us pictures and bringing them up. Hey, we love you guys.
1: <laughs> Stop fighting.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it just, it freaks them out. Yeah. It, it's hard on them when mom or dad are, are in disagreement, when, when we experience conflict and in and, and so I always encourage parents, the, the the key is to in those moments when your kids are kind of freaking up. Like my youngest daughter Annie would take our hands and join them together. Oh, and and what we what we tried to do with our kids was to to acknowledge that they were scared. So I would say something like, Hey Annie, I know that this is I, I know it's scary to watch mom and dad fight, right? Yeah. But but you gotta know that mom and dad, we love each other. But like you and your brother, we just want have times where we don't see eye to eye and we disagree. But I know that's scary. And then what we would do is we would encourage them to do something that's healthy. Instead of feeling responsible, like they've got to mediate, we would say, hey, if, if you feel like, you know, my, hey, one, understand, mom and dad we have this. We'll, we'll work this through. We're okay. But if you feel like you need to do something um, why don't you go and, and maybe go to your room and, and pray for mom and dad? Mm. Ask that that we really listen to God and that we honor Him and honor each other. And so it gave them something that they could do besides, you know, coloring a, a you know some sort of scary picture. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it gave them something to do that they felt that then they can contribute. That was healthy. Yeah. And and so our kids they they need to see us work through conflict in a helpful in a healthy way. And even if even if we need to talk about a certain issue in private, oh, it, go bring your kids together afterwards and say, hey, listen, I know that was scary. Mom and dad were fighting, but, man, we're good. We love each other. We worked this through. We figured out a solution that feels good to both of us. So thanks for thanks for praying for us. Something like that. that that's a healthy way to teach your kids, you know, how to deal with your conflict, which will set them up someday. I mean, our... Are The way that my wife and I love each other, that's the blueprint mm. for their relationship someday. And I want them to know that conflict is natural, normal, and can be such a good thing if you learn how to do that in a healthy way.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really that really resonates with me, what you're saying there, because I know um, in my own upbringing, um, I did get to see my parents fight once in a while, um, but they, they did typically go behind closed doors and they didn't, I didn't watch that happen. And I know for my older brother, he said he never saw my mother and father fight. And for him, it actually made it more difficult for him to know, okay, so how do I deal with this, right. this sort of conflict when I get into it? Um, so can you give us an example of, uh, maybe, um, one of the most common ways in which couples fight in an unhealthy manner, me, it, it, contrasted with. What you now um, teach people, uh, maybe something that yeah. comes up most frequently.
2: Yeah, I will tell you, the greatest thing that I've ever learned about conflict. I mean, this this was the game changer for me. When I said that Aaron and I fought a lot, we we were at a bad place. This is what changed when I learned that when when Aaron and I get into an argument, that in 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 our you know our buttons get pushed. What happens is when when we fight my heart shuts down. You you think about the little roly-poly bug. You know, you kind of flick it and and it instantly closes up. That's just the way that God designed our heart. When in the midst of conflict, our hearts will shut down and then we become unsafe. See, when my heart is shut down, that's when I'm dangerous. That's when I can say things Mm. to my wife that aren't honoring you know, that's when I might, you know, slam something on the counter. I mean, just you think about the things that you've done that you went, oh, my goodness, I never thought I would say that or do yeah. that. Well, we do those things simply because our heart is closed. And so what, what I started to learn was to get really, really good at recognizing when, when I'm shut down, I have no business trying to work something through with my wife. I have no business staying in that conversation. Because who knows what'll happen when my heart's closed i'm not thinking about her mm. i'm thinking about me. I want her to to hear and understand me and and in those moments i'm I'm not being loving because i'm I'm so shut down. but see what I didn't know is is when Aaron and I would fight, see, I just would try to power through all that and somehow we could have a conversation that would make some difference. The fact is the best thing that you can do when you recognize your own heart is shut down, take a break. Just just go off. Go pray. Go listen to some music. Go for a walk. Do something to get your heart back open. Because when our hearts are open, ah, see, that's when we can have good, productive, you know, Christ-like conversations. See, that was that no one ever told me that. I had no clue to even think about where is my heart is it open right now to my wife or is it shut down
1: So when you, I, when, oh, you go ahead. when you say uh Greg when you say my heart shut down versus my heart is open um I, I'm I'm understanding I think what you're saying there as far as meaning um uh, when your heart shuts down you're no longer thinking about the other person you're thinking more about uh your own priorities and your own desires and what you want is that what you're talking about
2: Absolutely you think about like, like I'll ask people you know D- describe what it might look like if someone was shut down. Mm. So if their heart is closed, and you know, the, it's when we're sitting there, maybe with a scowl on our face, or you know, we're, we feel angry, our heart rate's gone up. Um, we we cross, you know, we kind of fold our arms. It's kind of the international, you know, sign. We're 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 not thinking about the other person. We're so aware of our own pain, our own our own hurt. We get sarcastic. We get angry. I'm telling you, if you were yelling and you were angry, your heart is also closed.
3: Mm. So it's, okay. just,
2: it's, it's starting to learn. Like I asked my kids one time, hey, how do you, how do you know if dad's heart is shut down? Okay. I mean, they've heard us talk about that, thinking, nah, I don't, what, I don't do anything. I'm telling you, my kids instantly kind of smiled at each other. And, and I went, "What? what do I do? And they said, dad, when you get really quiet and you start to, bite your lower lip. <laughs> we know that, you, that we need to be careful because we know you're, you're shut down. And I started to think about it. I was like, oh man, I totally do that. I get silent and I just start to gnaw on my own lip. And so you think you have problems, at least you don't you know, chew on parts of your own body <laughs> <laughs> there you when, go. You're, when you're shut down. But you know, for, so for some of us, we get super silent. We get super withdrawn. Others get, get massively animated. We start to have these negative beliefs about our spouse. That's the sign that, that you're shut down. And, and I tell you, God made it. My heart is my responsibility. That's how he created the system. My wife is not responsible for my heart being open or closed. That, that is my job. And you reference kind of when you talk to your students, you talk about the greatest commandment to love God, to love others as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think a part of loving our own self is making sure that our hearts stay open. Well, King Solomon, wisest man that ever lived, said one time, said, above all else, he said, guard your heart, because your heart is where God's love flows out from. And so when my heart is shut down, man, God's love's no longer flowing through me. Yeah, And, and that, see, that's why that's such a dangerous place within conflict. If your heart is closed, man, get good at recognizing that and then just say, I-, I need a break. I love you, but right now I'm I'm just shut down. I'm gonna go take a break, but I'll be back. And we can finish this when my heart is open. That that's what I mean by by healthy conflict. Healthy conflict happens when, when hearts are open. That's when we can we can deal with, with whatever the issues.
1: And that Ah, just, and, and would you say that just takes practice because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, that's easy for me to say or listen to right now, but to do it's a whole nother thing when you're in the heat of a, you know, you've got these intense feelings and everything. Uh, it's just something you've got to practice over time. Is that how that works?
2: It really, it's, it's just becoming super aware. Mm. Just, just start like the best way to begin to practice is, is just start to, start to check in every once in a while throughout the day, uh, throughout the day and go, is my heart open now or is it closed? Just begin to notice what, what is different about it. if you're shutting down, if something has happened, you're super stressed out, super busy, just, just kind of notice how you feel and, and, and think, am I open or closed right now? And the better you get at noticing that, then the easier it is to recognize it in those moments. But I'm telling you, when every time when when we start to battle with our spouse and we're now arguing and, and like another big one for me, another tip off that my heart is closed is I get super defensive. Mm. You know, I'm I'm defending myself. I'm explaining. Well, Aaron, you just misunderstood me. Give me a moment. Let me tell you what I really meant by that. See, that's all a sign that that I'm shut down. Okay. And, and so just this, usually just notice when we're reacting to our spouse, that that's typically a sign that, that, yeah, you know what? I'm probably closed right now. And then take, take a break. It's okay. Go get a big drink of water. Start breathing.
3: You know, all
2: <laughs> yeah, that right. stuff helps. <laughs> yeah. And then re-engage, man, show your kids. I mean, we, we teach this to our kids all the time. I'll say to to my youngest daughter Annie, who's twelve. I'll, I'll say, Hey, do you notice right now? Just just take notice. You're you're yelling at your brother. Tell me where where is your heart right now towards him? Totally mm. closed.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, how, why why don't you take a break then? Oh no, he needs to know, I don't know what he did. <laughs> That's right. And I'm like, honey, but do you, is that loving to him to yell at him? No, <laughs> but he deserves it. Is that who you want? Is that who God's calling you to be? No. All right, well, take a break. <laughs> right. Fine. You're, you're and then she'll run off.
1: <laughs> Your kids sound a lot like my kids. <laughs> oh,
2: gosh. Yeah. Uh, if, if I could only come up with the solution on how to help them not bicker,
1: Yeah, yeah there I would
2: you go. be a billionaire, but <laughs> I can't true. figure that one out.
1: That's hilarious. Hey, my guest today is Dr. Greg Smalley. If you're listening, I hope you're enjoying the program so far. That was some uh, fantastic advice. Uh, com. Uh, and uh, you can check out more about him and his ministry with his wife. Uh, awesome. They speak all over the place, so if you're interested in having him come and share with your uh, your group or your church, uh, that's a great opportunity to really uh, pour into the hearts of marriages, which need it. Uh, our, our culture is attacking marriage all over the place, and so um, we need as much help as we can get. We're going to be right back and continue to have this conversation. We're talking about the biggest challenges facing couples today, as well as tips on how to build a great marriage. We'll be right back. Thank you.
0: Six one nine two 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 zero seven sixty six save money by taking good care of your car call conover tires wheels and service in oceanside locally owned and operated since 1991 with all the brands you trust see their great customer reviews and special offers at conovertires.com. dan and his team are proud to support educate for life with kevin conover they even sell affordable reliable used cars and enclosed trailers conover tires 2405 oceanside boulevard 760-439-1631
1: with us today. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host on Educate for Life radio and podcast. We air locally here in San Diego on FM 96.1 in North County, as well, well as K 12 1210 AM. And um, we're also all over the web. I've got uh, hundreds of shows uh, up on YouTube that you can check out with interviews with people from all over the world testifying to how Christ has impacted their life and how God is continuing to minister to them and through them, to people all over the world. My guest today is Dr. Greg Smalley. And if his name sounds familiar, there's a good chance it's because you might recognize Dr. Gary Smalley, who um, is somebody that I actually, I was telling uh, Greg off the air that uh, when I was in high school, I was dating a girl, and she was really into reading about relationships. And she said, we have to read this book by Gary Smalley. And so I was introduced to uh, the Smalley name here. So Um, (laughs) Greg, you kind of followed in the footsteps of your father.
2: I did. It was so, you know, I grew up watching him go do marriage seminars. I had no idea what he was doing there, but I just remember people would come up and like, give me this awkward hug, like this long (laughs) hug saying, (laughs) thank you for sharing your dad. He changed our marriage. And, and, and I think because, because of that, that, that's that passion, and it was ignited in my heart many, many years ago to, to 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 do the same thing. And I'm so glad. I just I love doing that. I that's love, so cool. My my favorite verse is Hebrews thirteen four, which says marriage should be honored by all. And and that's really I think the essence of of what I'm passionate about. How do we how do we help people really learn to to honor marriage?
1: And what what um, what is the significance of marriage for for our listeners? From your perspective, I mean, you're at Focus on the Family and you're, you're an expert in marriage. You're, you're helping people hold their marriages together. Um, what is the significance, the larger picture of marriage and culture and, and a biblical perspective here as far as its impact on culture?
2: You know, just when I tell you, when, when, when couples are married, when they're in a healthy marriage, man, what we see is that they just keep investing in, in other people. And and that's what I love you, you. You really start to see this multiplication effect mm-hmm. because not only do their children then grow up in in a healthy home, and, but then they're more likely to get married. They're more likely to stay married. And and I tell you, there there's marriage. I mean, t- children. Nothing benefits children more than than growing up in in a home with their their mom and dad. And I know that I know that not everybody gets that because there there has been a lot of Divorce, but that's that's what I just get so passionate about is going, you know what man there there's so much good information out there now we we know how to have good strong marriages mm. and, and, and and that's what I just get so much joy out of helping people really learn how to how to deal with conflict, you know how to how to dream together so that they can they can go and, and, and you know serve the Lord together. Um, I mean, there's so many amazing aspects of marriage. I I love being a part of helping people really have that marriage that that is honoring to them and to God.
1: Yeah. I was reading a Time article not too long ago that actually stated it was was a happiness. uh, They did this whole huge magazine on happiness. And one of the things that has come out in the social science is that long-term marriages actually, the people that are in these long-term marriages actually end up um, saying that they are far more fulfilled and happy than than any other uh, group of people. Uh, have you heard that in the literature?
2: Oh, that that is so true. Mm. I mean, the, some of the happiest people are married, especially those long-term couples. Yeah. You know, and having been married 27 years, man, I just you know, Aaron, Aaron, and I. What I always describe marriage as a as a journey. Remember remember Lewis and Clark? Remember they went on from our old history books, you know, they went on this this amazing um, adventure. It was called The Core of Discovery. And when I think about marriage, man, I think about that Aaron and I are are in this canoe with our kids, you know, right in the middle. We're paddling down this river that we've never been to. We have no idea what's around the next bend. Is it going to be rapids and or or some grizzly bear there, or is it going to be just peaceful and we get to play around and jump off the bluffs and you know make a fire? I mean that what I love about marriage, it truly is the greatest adventure, and and I love being married to my best friend and 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 to be able to to go on this grand adventure with us. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and and yet man, there's no one more than, than Aaron, that I would rather be journeying with. And, and that's what I love. And, 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 and I tell you, and we we can do this. And, and Aaron and I have hard times. And we have very painful times. And we have amazing times. And we laugh together and we cry together. And, and marriage is, is all of that. There's no perfect marriage because there's no perfect people. Mm. It's just kind of going... I always think of a, a great marriage. My definition is that Aaron and I... Um, love the direction that we're going in, that we're moving in. It's not about perfection. It's not yeah. about having it all figured out. It's, you know what, are are we moving forward in a direction that, that we both like?
1: Yeah. And now, to
2: me, that's, that's, that's success.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's a really great way to uh, look at it because sometimes we get caught up with uh, the comparison game and Oh, that person's marriage is better than mine. Or we see people on Facebook going, "Oh, you're yeah. the, greatest exactly. I have the greatest husband." And yeah. you're like, "Well, I I don't." <laughs> so, uh, but but um, but my question for you is, you know, there are people out there that go, "Yeah, your marriage sounds great and all." And I know there's people out there that are long-term marriage and they're they're so fulfilled and so happy, but they're in the midst of severe pain and uh, bitterness and anger and um. You know they they may be looking at it going, "Oh, my marriage is hopeless." Do you ever feel like there's a point at which uh, it's hopeless and uh you know what, throw in the towel because uh you know, these problems are just too great and and you can't you can't work through these.
2: You know, I mean, outside of of domestic violence. So, if if, if that is present uh within your marriage, you you need to go get help immediately because that's never okay. Mhm. I, Aaron and I, um, we're both counselors, so you can imagine some of our discussions. Yeah, yeah. very fun. Um, Aaron and I, for, for many, many years, uh, ran a, what, what's called Hope Restored. It's a, it's a marriage intensive program for couples in crisis. And in, in, in that's done now through Focus on the Family. So oh, we, we've seen, not she and I personally, but, but throughout the probably 15 years we've been doing this. Probably six thousand couples have gone through this Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program, and and we follow these couples, so we want to know how are you doing. And what's really amazing, what God has done, is about eighty three percent of those couples are still together. Now these were couples who were like, we will do one more thing and then we're divorcing. Oh wow! I mean, these are. These are couples who've faced infidelity and the loss of a child. And just, I mean, all the, the things that launch us into this deep, deep, dark crisis. Mm. And, and I've watched God perform thousands of miracles. And, and, and yet there, we only really ask one question before a couple can come to this. And, and here's the question we ask. If God was to do a miracle in your marriage... Even if it's you don't have to believe it's possible, but if he did a miracle, would you be open to receiving that miracle? In in Kevin, sometimes you know a, a hardened heart will say, "No, I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. I want out. No, I don't want a miracle." And 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 then we we wish them the best. But but if if someone is saying, "Ah, I don't think it's possible," but yeah, I'd, I'd receive that. Um, then we know at least there's a sliver of openness. And I've just watched God do such amazing things um in the midst of in it's a four day program. Like wow. it's it's a it's five couples for four days, two counselors, and, and I've just i just personally witnessed just just couples. That I thought, they are not gonna make it. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I've just watched God man when when we let God back in and, and our heart begins to open as he talks about taking that heart of stone and turning it into a heart of flesh. You know, when we really start to figure out what what's going on at the core, like what what's our issue? And we start to deal with that stuff, man, there's no limit to what God can do. Wow. So that's why I mean you know, I mean I'm Aaron and I mean we're pretty good as counselors, but but on our own, we, we can't do much of anything, mm-hmm. but I tell you what, what God can do when, when we're at least open, man, it's amazing. And there's enough really good help out there. And so I, I just encourage couples, if, Hey, if you're listening right now going, Oh my goodness, we could, we could use that. Just go to com and and check it out. I tell you, it, it'll, it'll rock your world. It'll change your life forever.
1: That is really, really cool. And like, uh, like Greg said, I really encourage you, if you're out there and you're listening and your marriage is on the rocks and you're feeling like throwing in the towel, um, I think one of the greatest decisions you ever will make is to work hard at making that marriage work. And and sometimes the work's not as hard as you thought it was. Um, it Sometimes it seems like a mountain, but then um, God can work through your hearts and he can uh, move in a way that you didn't expect. And uh, like uh, Dr. Smalley said, Um, He said 83% of the couples that have come into this program are still together. That's a four-day program. I mean that's incredible that 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 can happen. My guest today is Dr. Greg Smalley. He's with FocusOnTheFamily.com and uh, please go and he's got 12 books you can read on relationships uh, that will be a blessing to you and maybe a blessing to someone you know. Maybe somebody else needs that encouragement and uh, you can use what he has here to reach out to them. Stay with us. We have one more segment left. We're going to talk about uh, briefly a new book he has coming out called Reconnected Moving from Roommates to Soulmates in Marriage. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com.
0: Your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and team home loans.
1: Thanks for being with us here at Educate for Life. I'm really glad that you've uh, joined us for the show. If you're listening in on streaming media, if you didn't catch everything, every all our shows are recorded and uh, we've got an archive. Uh, you can listen to them on podcast. They're on YouTube, everywhere. And uh, this has been a really fantastic show. Um, you know, I talk a lot about relationships in my curriculum, at educateforlife.org, because I've found that um, if your relationships aren't going well, uh, it's very difficult to have an um, exciting, vibrant f- faith where you're pouring into the lives of other people when you yourself are kind of struggling uh, to hold things together. And so we talk a lot about God's perspective on relationships, uh, and they're completely different than our uh, a lot of times our natural inclinations. Uh, God asks us to uh, be selfless when we want to be selfish, and he asks us to be a servant when we don't feel like it a lot of times. But ultimately, it's amazing what God does when we decide to um, lay our own priorities down for a while and allow God to work through that servant heart, um, Greg, you know uh, you have a book coming out in the spring called Reconnected. And uh, for some people, their relationship isn't bad, but it's not necessarily good either. And you you titled the subtitle to your book Moving from Roommates to Soulmates in Marriage. Um, is this something you see a lot where people just come in and go, you know, we just we've lost that love and feeling, and we're just kind of just sitting around here and nothing's happening.
2: Absolutely. When, as Aaron and I counsel couples, as we talk to couples, we, we started noticing, we were hearing sort of this idea of, you know, I, I, I still love him, I'm committed to him, but man, it just feels like we're married roommates. And, and the more we heard that, the more we started digging in to go, okay, what, is, what, what does that actually mean? Mm. You know, because for some, you know, let's say a young couple with very, very young kids, you know, they they feel like roommates because they're so exhausted and and busy trying to manage, you know, these these little ones. I, I heard someone say one time, "We've seen the enemy of marriage, and they're little, <laughs> right? It's right. yep. hard, man. Yeah. That's, that's a hard season. Yep. You know, for for others, it could be that, you know, they're 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 not doing a good job taking care of themselves, so they're just always exhausted. They don't have anything to give. Mm-hmm. You know, for some, they're 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 just they're they're choosing to invest in other things during times that they could actually be investing in one another. Like mm-hmm. I always say, um, remember the old video game like like from the early '80s called Space Invaders?
3: Oh yeah, yep, yep. <laughs>
2: Well, well, I always I, I call it Sacred Space Invaders because you know we've got what like 1,400 minutes every day. Well, not every one of those minutes not all those minutes are, are times that we can actually use for to strengthen our marriage, but there are times. Yeah. And sadly, you know, for a lot of couples then they're they're on their cell phone or they're they're on, you know, Instagram checking yeah, that, on Facebook. That's what I was gonna
1: ask you is um, are you seeing more of that now because of, you know, the social media influence and people that uh, they're a lot of times glued to their phones, you see that that disconnect happening?
2: Oh definitely. And and, and that's why I, I think the, the one of the biggest tools that, that Satan uses against us is, is is just that that busyness or the cell phones, all that stuff just because what it does it robs us of of times and moments that I could actually be talking to my wife but now I'm I'm playing solitaire. Now I'm checking out, you know, some sports score, you know, or I'm playing Fortnite for the for, you know, for the third hour or
3: yeah. whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean we're just so so I'm not saying that stuff is bad. So don't hear me as ah oh, he's against tech, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. shut him off. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying notice that there are going to be times that you are actually laying in bed together. How many of us are sitting with that gum phone in our hand
3: uh-huh. versus
2: saying, hey, honey, how was your day? What was your high? What was the low of your day? And, 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 and sadly, we just let some of those those key moments go by. And, and the, the, actually, Aaron and I, when, when we're in San Diego, I think, what, in like a week, that's really what we're going to focus on. We're going to talk about there are some moments that happen every day in our marriage that we can take advantage of to keep our marriage strong. So I know for, for those who are feeling so busy, they're like, okay, my plate is already overflowing and now you're going to give me a whole bunch of tips that I got to do. Yeah. I'm air strong. (laughs) Like what? I'm, you know, well I actually, what I would say that person is I'm going to show you what's already sitting on your plate. And I guarantee you, those are, there are things that you're already that happen every day that you could just use, to strengthen your marriage. Like, just a real quick one, a real simple one. How you say goodbye to each other, you know, when someone leaves in the morning can strengthen your marriage. Yeah. We can either walk out the house and do sort of a, a wave and a, and a fake kiss, you know, or I can actually walk forward to my wife mm. and plant a kiss on her lips and tell her I love her.
1: Yeah. That, that's a connection. Yeah, that's really cool because um, I think uh, that, that what you said resonates with a lot of people— they've got so much on their plate, and they're like, oh, no, now I'm going to have to do all these other things. Right. And, and they just throw up their hands going, oh, it, I, I can't do it. But um I've noticed this in my own marriage. It's just slight tweaks that can actually have a gigantic difference um and change everything, which I, I was really surprised, um some minor changes I made uh, in my own life that really impacted my marriage. And um, so they're not yeah. all these complicated things. No.
2: As a matter of fact, like, like there are so many times throughout the day that 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 people will make little try little bids, make little tiny attempts to connect mm-hmm. that we often just ignore. Like the other day, Aaron and I were driving together. We're heading to church, so we're just driving. Yeah, the radio's on. She's checking out something on her phone. And and like if if I had a ton of money, I my I my dream vehicle would be a Ford F one fifty Raptor. Like, that's my thing. And so one came driving towards me, and I went, oh, Aaron, look, it's a raptor. (laughs) Now, in that moment, I was making it a little bid to connect with her just by noticing this raptor. So in that moment, she can either ignore it, she can keep working on the phone, on her phone, she can say, that's so stupid, we could never afford that, or she could do what she did. And she said, oh. Oh, that's really cool! Like, is that a fast truck? Oh man, you have no idea! And we had just a little thirty-second interaction.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. That happens.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that stuff happens every day.
1: I I was reading a stat the other day, and I it kind of blew me away. I'm not sure if it's true or not. Um, It said that the average couple only spends about four minutes per day um, connecting, and I thought, well, that seems really low.
2: Yeah, and it's. It's that in, 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 in what that, that research showed, it was they spend only four minutes a day in meaningful conversation. And mm. in, in, in the research went on to talk about, but the, these, the great study, they studied like 300 couples for like 25 years. And the researcher found that, that the difference between happy couples and dissatisfied couples was 10 minutes a day of meaningful conversation. And so it's like all I have to add is six more minutes a day. Yeah, yeah. And that so that's a big deal. And that's why Aaron and I we we do that in a real simple way. We just at the end of the evening when we're laying in bed, we will just say what was the high of your day and the low of your day. And I'm telling you that's our 10 minute connection. And that could just that keeps us connected. That keeps us updated, in in current. It's like the it's like remember the old group journey
3: yeah yeah well, I, hey, I, I
2: still listen all to all them makes me sound really old space invaders journey
1: <laughs> i make my kids i listen to journey <laughs> oh,
2: Nice. well there's a song called faithfully and uh, one of my favorite lines it says that i get the joy of rediscovering you
3: oh, and, wow.
2: and but that takes time and, yeah. and that's just not going to happen and that's why what was the high of your day the low of your day that can help us rediscover one another every day
1: yeah i think that's so encouraging because um, again, it's back to that these aren't gigantic things. I think if people knew that these minor tips can make such a big difference, they wouldn't feel so hopeless or helpless. Um, but I think a lot of people just don't know. they just they, they didn't there's no classes you take in high school on you know how to have a great marriage. And so uh,
3: yeah, a lot of people are the kind one of you're doing.
1: yeah, there you go. <laughs> Come to Christian High School. Uh, you, people are fumbling in the dark because um, you know they they learn from their parents, which a lot of times weren't real good examples, and so they end up uh, you know being really discouraged. So, uh, Doctor Smalley, I really want to thank you for being on the program today. Um, you've been a huge blessing, so uh, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, you're more than welcome. Thank you, and thank you for what you're doing. I love your ministry. So appreciate being on with you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Focus on the family. dot com. If you want to learn more about Doctor Greg Smalley and his, and his wife. Uh, Aaron, they they minister together, uh, and they're going to be here in San Diego. If you're local, they're going to be out at Shadow Mountain Church on September 20th in the evening. There's going to be dinner. There's going to be comedian. There's going to be comedy. There's going to be worship. Uh, there's going to be a message by them about marriage and, and encouraging you in your marriage. And uh, that's being put on by Praise, kprz.com, and Southern California Seminary. So I hope you can make it out. It's going to be a big blessing. And uh, if you need more information about um, how to strengthen your kids in their faith in God, and they're starting to ask you questions that you're having a hard time answering, my website, educateforlife.org, is a great place to train them up and help them be be, be prepared to be able to be an effective um, and intelligent witness for Christ, to be able to art- articulate the truth about the Bible and God's word. So uh, thanks for being with us today. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and I uh, look forward to um, being with you again next time. God bless you.
0: Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800 243